Are you ready to bridge the gap in our current healthcare system and really help people that struggle with flexibility, mobility, and weakness? Hi, I'm Kim Narker, and welcome to Rehab to Wellness Boss Podcast, a business owner successful startup podcast where I help you start, build, and grow your wellness business. Join me as I reveal real secrets to helping rehab professionals build a successful, proven wellness program that keeps their community away from reactive care. Hello and welcome back to Rehab to Wellness Boss Podcast. And today I'm excited to bring you on with a very special guest, Leanne Ziderhook. Now, Leanne, guys, listen up. Leanne is a speech language pathologist and she's the founder of Dementia Coach LLC. And she loves working with neurologically impaired adults and utilizes her systematic approach to identify communication breakdowns with adults diagnosed with dementia. So she has developed techniques and strategies to help this population. And guys, this is a population that is not helped right now. And wellness would be huge for any of you guys looking to go into wellness and working with this adult population with dementia. So without further ado, let's welcome Leanne to the show. Welcome, Leanne. Hey, everyone. I'm so happy to be here this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Kimberly. Hey, this is great because wellness, we just, you know, we're all therapists and we have a unique skill. And I truly feel in my heart that we are allowing the things that we know to get out to unskilled professionals and they're taking over those things and providing services to people that we should be providing services to. So, Hi, yes, I absolutely 100% agree because we were trained and we have the knowledge and the skills. And, you know, not only can we put together some really good rehab programs, but we can also put together some really good wellness programs. And I think it's a untapped area in our profession that we really need to hone in on and take control of. Absolutely. So can you share with everyone a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. I grew up in Kentucky and I went to Eastern Kentucky University. I have a bachelor's degree in communication disorders and a master's degree in education. I've been practicing for over 30 years. And most of my experience has been with adults. I've worked in all kinds of different settings. I've worked in hospitals, outpatient services, skilled nursing facilities, memory care units, and home health. So yeah, I have a variety of experience, but my passion is memory care and swallowing disorders. But I really love memory care. I'm extremely passionate about it. I get excited. I feel extremely blessed because I think one of a very few group of people who actually do what they're supposed to do on this earth, like I feel like this is my mission. And so when I go to work, it doesn't feel like work to me. So I just love it. Got it. That is awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about your side hustle and business and why you started it? Well, I'll tell you what, this has been a dream of mine for at least four years. I have just always wanted to have my own business. Like many, many of you out there, I was just, you know, didn't know really what to do. I was maybe a little afraid to do it. 
So what I started doing was just observing my patients. I started looking at them, looking at their diagnoses, looking at the areas where they have communication breakdowns and thinking to myself, what can I do to help these people? What do these people not have that they need? And most of it really centered on the fact that there was a lot of communication breakdowns between the caregivers and the patient. So I started kind of creating my own little system of how to evaluate and treat this population of dementia and uh, read as much as I could, went to as many classes as I could. Of course, we have to do, you know, annual classes, you know, for our competency. But, you know, I just anything I could get my hands on, I would read, I would look up other people and see what they were doing. And I slowly started realizing, you know what, this really isn't as hard as it seems to be, you know, once you find your niche, you just have to develop a business plan and then decide how you're going to approach it. And then, you know, for me, I just do what is simple, what's easy. So I, you know, found some free podcasts. And of course, Facebook is an excellent medium platform for this. And I have some other things I still want to do. But Basically, I just put all that experience together and just did some research and just went for it. Just, you know, I just applied for my business license and thank goodness my business name wasn't being used in Ohio and just went for it. Great. Awesome. So I'm going to dig there a little bit deeper. So you are now doing what with your side hustle? Exactly. How are you helping this clientele? Well, what I do now is I'm going to offer a lot of free Facebook live videos for education. I'm going to start doing my own podcast and I've just actually started doing some stuff on that last night. And I'm going to offer some packages for people for coaching opportunities. Okay. Um, So your target is to be able to coach a, what type of professional can do become a dementia coach? I would say probably speech language pathologists would be number one. I feel like physical therapists and occupational therapists are an integral part of that process just because of the dementia types. Are so, there are so many symptoms that revolve around ambulation, gait, balance. So their in, PTOT input is just a crucial part of the memory care program. But so far, I've never seen a physical therapist or an occupational therapist you know, design a memory care program, usually the speech pathologist is the one that, you know, starts that process. Absolutely. So as far as on the wellness side, so Mm -hmm. for a speech language pathologist to be able to perform wellness services on a dementia client, you know, they've got to transition them and there has to be a point where they're actually discharged from speech language pathology. Yes, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So So at that point, you're looking to train um, other speech language pathologists to do wellness? Well, actually, you're training the caregiver. You're training the caregiver. So what happens is, is you, this is the process. Okay. You want me to go into that sort of detail? Absolutely. So I use like a who, what, where, when, why, how approach with this. The first thing I do is look at who I'm dealing with. You know, most of the time when they come on my radar, there's been some type of symptom that's cropped up that's either interfered with communication or the therapy or the, you know, the family members are having issues. And I'll be honest, a lot of times these people are not properly diagnosed. Dementias oftentimes go 
fly under the radar and they are not properly diagnosed unless somebody initiates that process, which I find that I do a lot of that. So I'll get a patient and I'll look at who they are, you know, look at their diagnoses, read the notes from the chart and see what kind of behaviors we're dealing with. One important thing that I really look at closely is whether they have any mental health issues. That oftentimes interferes with therapy itself in the rehab stages. Unless that's actually under control, it's really hard to teach someone to learn something new. So the first step would be just to look at who the patient is. And like I say, any speech pathologist can do this. I've just integrated this into building a memory care program because I see the memory care program as part of the rehab process. The rehab process, of course, is in the beginning. You want to try to see if you can teach new skills, increase their independence, improve their communication. But then once you hit a plateau, you know, what are they going to do next? So the wellness part or the memory care part, which I feel like is a parallel kind of thing, needs to be done. You know, you need to be thinking about that the whole time you're doing your rehab. Absolutely. So now you've got this client and they've graduated from rehab and they go into your wellness side, which is your memory care side. What does that look like? What are you providing for them? Well, I really focus on three main things with a memory care program. I want them to maintain their independence. So whatever skill level that they've been taught at the rehab phase, we want to make sure it's carried over into the home and community. And that would even include, you know, attending your stretch and mobility clinic, you know, because they're not in the hospital, they're not in a skilled nursing facility, they're at home. So they want to keep their skills up. So they're going to come to your wellness clinic. So some of the things that in the memory care program can actually be transferred into the, you know, for community reentry, which is, we all know that term. So the first thing is maintaining that level of independence. The second thing is you want to maintain their communication with their caregivers. I cannot stress how important communication is. I see so many communication breakdowns. As a matter of fact, I offer a communication breakdown analysis when I develop my memory care programs that look at close to 20 different communication breakdowns that a person may be having. Now, keep in mind that a lot of these clients we're seeing have not been properly diagnosed. So we just, you know, sometimes they come in and they're, you know, they have mood changes, they're having trouble thinking or reasoning or problem solving, communicating, or even, you know, their gait is off, their balance is off, you know, things like that. And they haven't really been actually, you know, appropriately diagnosed, which is, I feel kind of a shame because they're not getting treated because there are a lot of medications out there that we can use to control these, you know, symptoms. So first is it maintains their independence. The second is it maintains the communication with the caregivers, which is crucial. And then the third, it keeps their brain and body health at a good stable level because we don't want any regression or decline you know, we do all this hard work in rehab. We put our heart and soul into that. And then we, we're we finished, we plateau. And then we kind of go like fly, you know? And then some people just don't. They just start to regress. They don't know what to do. So that's why I think these memory care programs are really important along with your wellness program. So um, Leanne, me, I just have to pull out a couple of nuggets there. You just threw out some really good nuggets. So listen up, speech language pathologist. Rehab is one component and one component only to be able to truly help a consumer who has been diagnosed incorrectly or correctly 
with dementia, we need to help them. And you guys, you have the ability to do a side hustle and do the same thing that Leanne is doing and walk in her footsteps here and really help a person go from when you discharge them from your speech language pathology program right into maintaining. And guys, maintenance I think you told me, Leanne, there's only a couple people doing this out there. You've got a doctor in some other state and you've got another girl who doesn't have any credentials at all trying to help this population. You can start a side hustle in your own business, bringing in these clients after you discharge them from your speech language program. So I agree 100%. Yeah. And this is a lifelong program, right? You're going to help them lifelong. And the cool thing is, if any of you are in practice for yourself, then when they start declining on the wellness side, you can pick them up for the speech language pathology side again, and then discharge them over into a wellness program. Because you've got reactive care, and then you've got proactive care. And this wellness side is a proactive care. And I tell you what, Leanne, this is going to be so, so cool for this population because it's so important. Oh, I agree, Kimberly, 100%. That's why I'm just so passionate about this. I just feel like it's just untapped area. We forget about it. We get in there. We, like I say, we do, you know, put our heart and soul into the rehab part but we just don't think about like, what's going to happen when this person is discharged? What's going to happen? How are they going to communicate? How are they going to ambulate? Are they going to be able to work in the yard? Are they going to, you know, I mean, it's just, you got to think about the functionality of the patient and how are they going to communicate their wants and needs, thoughts, feelings, ideas, and then carry that over into an actual functional life, you know? And I feel like we should always keep that in mind when we're doing our planning, you know, at the very beginning, we need to go through that. So that kind of leads me, I know I was uh, going through some of the who, what, when, where, why stuff. And we talked about who, you know, and, and I don't want people to feel uncomfortable with dementia. It is not as scary as people think. A lot of practitioners shy away from dementia. They think, oh, I can't do anything to help that person. But if a person, Let's say they are diagnosed with dementia and we actually have a type because there's over a hundred different types of dementia. I only work with maybe four or five, but let's say they're properly diagnosed and uh, we begin to work with them. So we have to analyze their behavior and analyze their mobility and figure out where these breakdowns are occurring so we can actually set up a really good program for them. So you have to know who you're dealing with. You have to know what you're dealing with. And that takes just a lot of observation. I mean, I'm like I say, I've been practicing for 30 years, but I mean, I'm just an average ordinary therapist, just like everyone else. But I just do a lot of observing and I ask a lot of questions. And I would just and encourage I'm gonna stop, everyone. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there because, guys, what she's talking about here is imperative. So observation and observing your clients we get them for this amount of time in rehab, this amount only. When you discharge them, you pretty much forget about them. These guys still have lives. Their caregivers still struggle every day with helping them to maintain the best quality of life ever. And you only get to see them when they have had a fall or they have been in the hospital or things like that. Bridge that gap. 
Go yeah. over to well care, leave sick care, go over to well care and help this population live the best years of their lives. They've already been diagnosed with this horrible, horrible, horrible diagnosis. And you have the skills to be able to help this family and to be able to help this client live their best life through the end and comprehensive. I think, Leanne, we have to dig deeper. We have to listen to concerns and we have to be able to see outside of our little rehab box. Yes. The struggles people have in their daily life and build a program based on those things. Yes. Those goals are really what's important if you really want to help someone improve their life, improve their independence. And you can ask yourself, where are these things happening? Are they happening at meals? Are they happening when they take their medicine? Are they having trouble managing their money? Are they forgetting things, forgetting their safety precautions, forgetting how to you know, for a PTOT, forgetting their safety precautions, forgetting how to conserve their energy, maybe having trouble with safety awareness and carrying that over. And then a lot of them also have trouble managing their time. You know, they forget to show up for appointments. They, you know, things like that. They get confused about the day and the time. And then, you know, and just overall, you know, you need to look at their executive function is what I'm trying to say. You need to be very observant as to what's happening day-to-day with their executive function, that's where you'll find those problems. And then you can take your therapy goals, which are great because we all know we've been to school, we have our training, we have our certificates, we're competent, you know, professionals. So now we need to take all of that good stuff and transfer it over to a functional kind of viewpoint and just sit back and observe and ask questions and say, okay, So, you know, you're falling or your balance is off and I'm honing in on a PTOT or you can't toilet or you can't shower. You know, when is this happening? You know, is this happening in day, night? Is this happening when you're at, you know, your friend's house or is this happening? You know, you just got to look at the complete picture and ask yourself those questions. And then when you when you have all your information, because it's more than just a diagnosis, it's more than just a doctor's order. When you have your whole entire clinical picture, then you want to think about how, how am I going to do this? And that's where the strategies and the cues and the modifications come into play. Like, how are we going to modify this situation to make it safer? How are we going to cue this patient to get them to remember their medicine? And, you know, I just want to bring this up because I think people forget we do a lot of verbal cues, which is great. But there's also many other ways you can cue someone. You can do auditory cues, which is like an alarm. You can do the verbal. You can do written. And you can do tactile. Now, physical therapy and occupational therapy do do a lot of the tactile cueing. Usually cueing works best if it's paired in twos. So you would want to pick, you know, verbal and tactile. And then there's semantic cues. So, yeah, you just got to remember that you're a skilled therapist you know how to do this. You just don't think about, you know, exactly what you're doing when you do it. Great advice. Great advice. Great words of wisdom. Absolutely. So do you mind telling us what are your plans for your dementia coach in the next five years? Well, I would, you know, honestly, I know this sounds kind of corny, but I have a really good job. I love my job. 
I'm kind of going to do this on the side for a little bit and see what happens. I need to look more into how to, I don't know if I want to build people's insurance. I don't know if I want to get into all that. I think I'm just going to do cash and packages. I did some research and right now coaching is a really big trend and there's not that many people doing rehab coaching or, you know, your stretch mobility coaching or memory care coaching or dementia coaching, whatever you want to call it. So I'm going to actually do, I'm just going to offer packages to people and do a lot of education. I just love educating people about this. And my passion is not only the patient, but the caregivers that they have to deal with. Like most of them is our family members. And there's a lot of family members and patients that are struggling right now. So I think for now, for maybe the first few years, I'm just going to focus on doing a lot of education, getting my feet wet, offering some packages for a cash you know, basis. I want to develop my website. Although I feel like you can do a lot of stuff in the social media platform right now for free. I mean, you know, I'm willing to put some, you know, invest in my business, but I also want to take advantage of whatever, you know, the free technology that we have out there. And then maybe later on down the road, just do this more full time. You know, I just got to build up and I have a lot of patients that I see of my full time job. And, you know, there's that fine line. You don't want to cross over. You don't want to break the, what is that? The confidentiality or something like, I forget what it's called, but you don't want to, you know, I can't really work with my patients once they're discharged because I see them with my full-time job. So I'm going to have to pick up more patients on the outside, but I do talk to my caregivers and tell them that I do dementia coaching on the side and give them like a business card. And I have an email so that I do offer like free, you know, 15 minute kind of mini coaching sessions if someone needs it, because I really feel like, you know, you, I don't think your business is going to succeed if you're not passionate about it. And if you're not willing to put in the extra work, the time, the effort, it's never really going to grow, you know? So it's not all about money is what I'm trying to say. I just want to build it slowly, make sure I'm doing it right. And I would see myself in five years doing this full time. That's my goal. Yeah. I don't see why you couldn't. And so I'm going to, ask you, so tell me why you can't, have you, are you looking on your side hustle not to tell your employer that you're doing wellness offerings? Well, I just, I mean, I don't really know what the rules are. I had to sign some type of a non-compete agreement. So I'm not sure if it translates to, you know, being self-employed. So right now I'm just trying to be careful, but you know, yeah, let me give you a little bit of advice then. This is awesome. So I would be open and honest with them. Number one, your passion is to be able to truly help someone who's been diagnosed with dementia. And your purpose on your wellness side is not to be able to perform any speech language pathology skilled services, Mm -hmm. right? True. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Skilled services. As soon as that person requires skilled services, and usually those are forms that are filled out and things like that, skilled services that are required, then you're going to call your agency and go, this person is ready to be picked up for skilled services. And they can either choose you or choose another speech language pathologist. You can keep this door open with them, but, but let them know that you want to focus on the well care portion in your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I mean, I want it to be open and everything. I just don't want to, you know, 
do anything that's not, you know, you know, I want it to all be legal and not get in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. So, and we can jump off this podcast and kind of talk about what that looks like for you, because there's so many things that you can do. And I know it's very, very scary. And to all of you guys out there, all of you listeners that are speech language pathologists, you're going to have some of the same questions. So feel free to reach out to me. I've already gone through all of this stuff with the legal side. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to get you started on your own journey with this, but I agree with Leanne. This is a population that not only can a speech language pathologist offer well care, but they can collaborate with stretch mobility coaches and offer the well care needed to keep these population safe, strong, mobile, and living a healthy life. So absolutely. And and I know caregivers and family members are really looking for this service. So you and I, Leanne, let's talk some more about what you can do so I can show you the legal stuff so that you know for sure what you can do. But let me tell you, you doing this for sure, you could probably bring in a good six to eight hundred dollars a week, if not more than that with your side hustle. And there should be we'll be able to put together a plan of what you can take to your employer and say, these are the things I focus on. So they can clearly see that they should refer their other people over to you. Oh, that would be really interesting. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many ways. There's so many ways we can do that. that. So so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, I'm super excited about this opportunity and I'm just so glad that, you know, I just had faith that, you know, you never get anywhere unless you try, you know, you have to try. And I've been thinking about this for years and I thought, you know what, now's the time to do this. And like I said, the coaching opportunities right now are very on trend. I looked up some numbers last night because I'm putting together my packages and right now a coach, well, it was a life coach, but their average is $200 an hour. You guys listen to this. This is a nugget. And not only that, Leanne, they do not charge by the hour. Typically, they charge an up rate fee of anywhere from $2,000 to $5,000 up front for six to eight weeks of work. What makes and all they can do in their lane is life coaching. Right. Okay. You have skills that are much more comprehensive than a life coach. And you can step out, do a side hustle and be able to earn extra income and really truly help these people. And is that what we went to school for? I mean, that's what I went to school. And like I say, you know, I know we're all great therapists. I mean, we wouldn't have made it through school. You know what I mean? We have everything we need. We just need, I think there just needs to be more education about this piece. They're just People don't really think about this piece. They do the rehab, like I say, but they just, they don't think about the fact that these people are going home and what are they going to do next? Love it. You know, love it. Love it. So this is where we can help people. So Leanne, you and I need to connect. Let me get you to that next level and let me get you to where you're totally independent and helping this population to where you're not feeling like you're risking your license because guys, you need to feel comfortable enough that to know that there are things and steps that you can take not to risk your license, but to add income as a side hustle that can quickly grow into a full-time hustle. Oh yeah. I mean, especially, you know, I think I loved your idea about the wellness programs. I mean, 
I think that's great. And then the memory care is just the brain piece. I mean, you know, it's just such a needed service right now. I mean, with the dementia population growing and all the people that are not diagnosed properly, I mean, it's just going to do nothing but increase. And we have to have a good solid understanding of what the dementia is, what kind we're dealing with, and, you know, be able to take that understanding and translate it into a really doable program that includes the rehab and the wellness piece together. And I think everyone has everything they need to do it. They just need to kind of jump in and just start really being observant and ask a lot of questions. And I'm going to challenge all of you, including you, Leanne, reach out. Let's get a platform started with speech language pathologists. Let's help these people who have already been diagnosed or misdiagnosed with dementia have a proper well care system so that they can live a better life. So I'm going to challenge all of you guys on the podcast today. I want you to reach out to me and raise your hand if you're wanting to look at moving over to well care so that we can truly help this population get better because you can totally do it and not risk your license. So um, for people who do want to follow your journey, can you tell us how they can get in touch with you, Leanne? Sure. Yeah. Right now I have a business page on Facebook. It's a dementia coach LLC. And then you can also email me. My email address is a dementia coach at yahoo.com. And, you know, if you send me a message, I'll add you on my business page and we can discuss on phone or video, you know, FaceTime, whatever you want to do. And then as my business develops, I'll have, you know, a website and other ways you could reach out with all my packages and stuff. But right now, yeah, it's uh, Facebook, A Dementia Coach, LLC, and A Dementia Coach at Yahoo.com. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you so much for coming on the show today and opening up an opportunity for other speech language pathologists. I'm just so thrilled that you thought of this and you see an opportunity on the well care side to take a client that needs to go from sick care to well care. So gosh, so excited. And probably in six months, we'll see you in a much bigger arena with this diagnosis and this population. I'm super excited. Thank you for letting me come on today, Kimberly, and reach out, you know, to your audience. And I would just, I just loved it. I, I had a great time. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. And for those of you to know, we just found out that we don't live very far from each other. So this is really cool. All of this is being pioneered here in the big state of Ohio. Um, hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, right. it's probably not a coincidence either, because, you know, that's the way things work sometimes, you know, it's, everything comes together as it should. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us. And if you have any questions, again, I have that challenge. If you're a speech language pathologist, please reach out to me and let's get you started on a side hustle so that you can be a dementia coach too. joining us today on the Rehab to Wellness Boss podcast, where you, a rehab professional, can start, build, and grow your very own successful wellness cash practice. If you're ready to level up and become a stretch mobility coach, then head on over to our website, www.thestretchmobilitycoach.com. This website will take you through the next steps needed to practice as a stretch mobility coach. 
Come on over. 